Hello, everyone, and welcome to Scrambling with Dylan Otto, a podcast where the listeners can hear, learn, and laugh about my life in the golf world and other numerous topics with guests on the show. Tune in every week for the newest episode and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto, featuring the 27th ranked amateur in the world, Arizona State golfer, Cameron Sis. Cameron, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah I'm so, so glad we were able to get you on here and stuff. So um, we'll dive straight into the, crash, the questions. Um, where'd you grow up? Um, born and raised in uh, East County, San Diego, California. Um, uh, grew up here my whole life. Um, Live so you got the, the Padre, house. you got the Padre sweater shirt on there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, growing up here has been nice. Um, it's a uh, great weather. Yeah, um, you can play golf year round there. Always, always nice over there. Yeah, so I grew up kind of always being outdoors and uh-huh. playing different sports, and this is kind of the perfect spot for it. You know, I got the ocean and oh know, yeah, super close. So. Sweet. Uh, yeah, that's really good. I mean, no, yeah, there's really no place to grow up better than San Diego. But um, so uh, yeah. how'd you get into the game of golf and stuff? Did your parents get you into it? Did your grandparents get you into it? Or did you kind of do it all on your own? Yeah, my dad um, played golf for the majority of his life. And he ended up being a pretty good player himself. Oh, nice. And he, I have a twin brother. So he had mm-hmm. uh, me and my brother kind of playing at an early age. And um you know, we necessarily didn't ever like love it until later in life when we were in like junior high. But oh, okay. uh, he made he made sure that we you know kind of knew the fundamentals and mm-hmm. we'd get out to the golf course and hit a bucket of balls every few months. But uh, me and my brother liked playing pretty much every other sport besides golf until <laughs> about seventh grade. Oh, okay. And what are the sports you kinda, play? I did it pretty much everything. I mean, I played baseball that was kind of my main sport and I, you know a little bit of football basketball I rode motorcycles for probably oh, okay. half my life oh wow um, yeah so we we were always busy and doing other stuff and um you know when you're when you're that young you don't really you know you don't have a ton of friends that golf you don't really want to yeah. golf because yeah it's, you think it's boring it's kind of not the thing to do yeah but you know, I was, I was happy the way it worked out because, you know, my parents never pressured me into doing something and mm-hmm. kind of let me make my choices and what I wanted to do and ended up, you know, choosing to play golf because I thought uh, that was my best opportunity for, you know, playing in college and whatnot. So, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, so it worked out. Yeah. Like you were saying, um, you played kind of all the way, all the way to your about seventh grade and you got kind of more serious and stuff. Um, I'd like to talk about your high school days and stuff. Where'd you go to high school and kind of your performance, um, what your time there? Yeah, I played uh, golf at Valhalla high school. It's, um, Mm -hmm. two minutes from my house. You know, I, all the schools I grew up going to were all within like five minutes of my house. Oh, that's nice. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, we always didn't we didn't have the best golf team necessarily um i wouldn't say let's say high school golf is probably not the most competitive thing in the world mm-hmm. um where i'm from um you know there's some good teams like torrey pines and la costa and, uh, but we never really competed with them and 
just east county didn't get a lot of golfers but um yeah you were kind of doing more individual stuff not really as yeah 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 i i played high school golf just i mean it was a great time and had some buddies that would play on the team you know you got to get out of class and stuff i mean it's kind of it's really nice and it's nice because golf i mean you probably leave so early from school and stuff so um yeah but i spent um you know a lot of my time playing junior golf tournaments mm-hmm. um, yeah let's you know, yeah. that that's yeah. the way you get recruited exactly yeah no um let's talk about those junior tournaments and stuff what kind of junior tournaments were you playing in and uh, kind of your performances in those well really and I, I mean i started playing competitive golf like i said back um probably around 12 13 ish mm-hmm. um and i just started playing um more local stuff like the Sanigo junior golf oh yeah and, uh, kind of making my way through that and I would kind of run into guys that I saw earlier when I was like seven or eight years old and they were still going uh-huh. at it so it was kind of cool um being able to put myself back in that you know environment and see how I do and yeah you know I ended up playing I got pretty good pretty fast and um you know I was I started playing the Toyota Tour Cups probably early in high school yeah um and then, you know, at a, based on, I forget how the, how you get into certain tournaments, but I was, I ended up playing a few AJGAs and then my performance in those allowed me to end up playing the AJGA Invitationals my last couple of years of high school. So, right, you know, I was just took, took the opportunities I had. I played some good golf and kind of worked my way up um, pretty fast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of, the path. I mean, I know those AJG tournaments and those Toyota Tour Cups. I've had a couple uh, other guests on and stuff, and they talk about those tournaments and those tournaments are just such high caliber players. And I mean, if you're, I mean, you're winning a couple of them, and you know, you're getting some status, and you're able to kind of plan your schedule out. And uh, like you said, you're playing those invitationals and everything. I mean, those are some big tournaments and everything. Um, in those tournaments, uh, what kind of scores were you shooting? Were you shooting in those AJGAs, and um, kind of what were your scores there? um i mean it always depended on the course and conditions but Mm -hmm. um you know somewhere between and i don't think i ever really went super low so like maybe at at the lowest i would you know was like four or five under and then okay you know maybe you know i had a bad round it'd be a you know a couple over par a few over par Mm -hmm. but you know i was kind of a guy that hovered around even you know plotted my way around and yeah you know it would just kind of par the <laughs> i would just nail the course with pars really i mean yeah <laughs> yeah uh, yeah i see what you're saying um so uh a tournament i specifically i'd like to talk about is the u.s junior amateur um you were a semi-finalist in 2018 u.s junior am at baltistrell golf club in new jersey um i'd like to talk about how, what was that experience like playing in such a high level golf tournament and um how'd you get there what score did you have to qualify to get in and um just talk about that experience yeah so um i think as a junior in the u.s junior i mean you have to be in like the top 200 or i forget what you need to be in the world amateur ranking to get into the u.s junior like mm-hmm. to skip the, the qualifying, to skip the qualifying. Mm-hmm. but i remember i was super close and i didn't i didn't end up qualifying through the ranking system so i had to go qualify i went and played in a qualifier in uh, tucson arizona mm-hmm. and 
I was, I think I was like one under or something with like five holes to play and I birdied or four holes to play. I birdied my last three or four holes and shot four under. Clutched up. And won, <laughs> and won the qualifier. Nice. And I think three, three under made it ended up. So just two guys made it, but it was pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I always remember that. It was just me and my dad out there. and mm-hmm. that Wow, that's up, a special you know, moment. Putting me in the position. I mean, I guess it put me in the position to do what I did in the actual U.S. Mm-hmm. Junior and go make the semis. Yeah. yeah but that was a cool, cool experience itself. Um, during the uh, during the practice rounds at Walter Stroll, I had a caddy who was like the oldest and most known caddy at Walter Stroll. He was – Oh wow! Got it on the PJ Tour, mm-hmm. um, a little bit, and he was uh, a caddy at Baltusol, and worked there several days a week. Um, but everyone like recommended this guy, so somehow I got him to do my practice nice. rounds with me. Awesome! And he was awesome, and pretty much gave me the best uh, best plan for the attack on, on the course. And um, right, yeah, I had I had my brother actually caddy for me in the actual tournament so that was really cool nice um so yeah we we fought our way through and got pretty far down yeah that's i mean that's that's awesome i mean not only just to get to the tournament but to also play as well as you did and everything um that's just so awesome um tell me kind of what was the course like i mean baltersall is such a well-known golf course and everything the conditions and everything how was it that day the at least the stroke play and then as the tournament progressed as well um, it was good. Uh, you know, I, I'm not completely used to playing uh, golf in the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, like bent grass, fairways, long, thick, rough. Yeah. Um, you know, the, I remember the greens being pretty slick. Um, but it was just kind of a course where you had to, the best drivers of the golf ball played well at that course. Okay. Um, you know, being in the fairway there was huge. And, being able to hit long irons well, uh, which I've done pretty well in my mm-hmm. golf career. And, nice. Um, yeah, I think that was those two things were super important, and I was swinging it well, obviously. And, and um, but yeah, it was a it was a good fight. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, you finished a semifinalist and stuff. I mean, that's that's a pretty long ways to go in the tournament. Um, <clears throat> the U.S. Junior Am. I mean, it's such a big tournament and everything, and did you ever like at any point you arrived to the course? I mean, I'm sure they had USGA, everything around there. I mean, it's kind of one of the bigger junior events, like in the world, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that experience in the moment on the first tee? Were you a little nervous at all? I mean, with all kind of the attention and everything that USGA puts into that kind of tournament. Yeah. Um, I mean, on the first tee to my, that semifinal match was pretty cool. There was a lot of people around, uh, you know, the tee box watching the match. And um, even that, that match ended up going to 21 holes. Yeah. And um, so like those last, you know, probably four or five holes. A lot of people. There's a lot of people. And they, you know, they kind of walk right behind you in the fairway. So that's kind of cool. That's awesome. Um, Funny part about it is like when you show up, this is the the weirdest part is like when you show up for that kind of match and you're like, there's four people on the entire property playing golf yeah you know and you're you show up and there's no one on the range <laughs> you know yeah it's kind of empty these, and you're like people, uh <laughs> yeah all these people are 
working their butts off to just keep four range slots <laughs> open and yeah know, it's funny yeah that's pretty gnarly um so as you progress and everything through your junior years and everything in high school um when did you start the recruiting process in high school and how did you get exposure did you use an agency or did you just solely based off of your tournament scores and um just kind of talk <laughs> about that process a little bit yeah i didn't use an agency at all um you know i think it's really important for you know, if, if, a, if a guy wants to be looked at by a school, mm-hmm. you know, they're not always going to find you. I mean, yes, if you are like a top caliber, right. you know, you're best of the best, pretty much every coach will find you. But, you know, I wasn't, you know, an absolute all-star. I had to, I had to work my way up. Um, so, you know, I think it's important for the, um, the person being recruited to actually reach out to the coach yeah and say hey this is who i am um you know introduce yourself and um you know give them the tournaments that you're playing upcoming so mm-hmm. they can have an opportunity to come watch you if they feel inclined and um so that's important and it shows the coach that you have a lot of interest too which is yeah. important um because they're not going to waste their time on someone that's not interested in their school exactly right yeah so yeah i you know, I was pretty, my parents were pretty good about making me uh, do a lot of the work and kind of putting myself out there because I, I didn't want to. I was always a quiet kid and didn't like uh, the, <laughs> I was a little intimidated by the whole process, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and ended up working out and I ended up getting a lot of attention from a lot of schools and went nice. on a lot of visits. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, kind of talk about the schools that um, you were, people were interested in you and um, talk about your visits a little bit. I, that's kind of one of the most interesting things, I think. Yeah, so I um, I visited 13 total schools, which is probably the most wow. you've ever heard. That's yeah. a lot, uh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't, I didn't really plan on doing it, but I just, I had the opportunity to. And yeah, I, you thought I might wanted, as well. I wanted to, wanted to make the right decision and you know, me and my parents kind of enjoyed the process of doing that and getting to look at, um, you know, different schools and yeah. different cultures and stuff. And it was a, it was a fun time. And, you know, I, I visited a couple of sc- few schools in the Midwest, uh, mostly on the West coast though. Okay. Um, I visited one school on the East coast. It was, uh, North Carolina. Yeah. And ultimately, you know, for me, it kind of came down to Arizona state in North Carolina and um okay but i was on my way back from that visit in north carolina and i was you know it took like I think there was a connecting flight took like you know eight hours to get home like, <laughs> yeah I, that's I, a I trip really want, do i really want to do this because mm-hmm. i did love that school and um you know but ultimately asu everything at asu kind of fit what i wanted and you know, they kind of came in later in the game because I was never recruited by Tim Nicholson. It was, uh, it was recruited by Matt Thurman. Okay. Right yeah. Now. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, when he reached out, I was kind of psyched. Um, cause you know, ASU was never something I thought of cause I just kind of, you know, put that one behind me cause I, right. you know, I was, was recruited, but uh-huh. yeah, he had, you know, they had every, all the bells and whistles and, um, Thurman's an awesome guy. Our assistant coach Armin's great. You know, they had a, at the time when I went on a visit there, there was the plan for the facility that we have. Which oh is, yeah. Um, you know, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I, I wanted to be kind of a little farther away from um, San Diego. I didn't want to necessarily stay in San Diego. I kind of wanted to branch off and do my own thing. Yeah, of course. Figure things out for myself. So it was far enough away where I, you know, I could experience a new place um, where, and, you know, we'd still have some of the same weather. I'd be kind of comfortable. It wouldn't be a complete culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> Going all the way to the uh, East Coast and North Carolina. I mean, that's, that's a totally another, that's a totally different ball game. Yeah. So, you know, ASU was the ideal school for me and it still is. Awesome. Sweet. So um, kind of talk about your visits at Arizona State. I mean, I know you said they had all the bells and whistles and everything. Kind of go into detail of what exactly were you looking for in a school and everything? Yeah. Um, I, as a junior golfer, I was a practice junkie. You know, oh, okay. I, so I loved the idea of practice facilities and, mm-hmm. you know, where I could work on my game and what opportunities I would have to get better. Um, you know, the unique thing about Arizona State is, you know, we get to play so many different golf courses. Um, I don't think a lot of people realize that, like, you know, with the amount of golf courses in the oh. Scottsdale Phoenix yeah. area, we, there's an we unreal get to, amount. Get to play, you know, pretty much all of them, you know, mm-hmm. at one point in our college career. So, you know, I've played probably, geez, I mean, 50 courses 50 man that's that's so awesome you're able to do that so it's really cool and you know being able to go to the bird every day is awesome and um you know i have great teammates that's one thing i was really you know lucky to go into is um Mm -hmm. you know our team gets along really well together and you know not all teams do and you know we're fortunate to have really good relationships with especially with our coaches and Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have a lot a lot of fun on team trips and um awesome yeah it's uh yeah um it's worked out well did uh did you go on official or unofficial visits before you had committed to asu or anything or did you I just went on an, yeah sorry uh i went there on an go. unofficial visit um as a let's see i think i was a junior it was one of my last visits okay um, I was a junior probably in like October of my junior year in high school. Okay. And then I, uh, I ended up committing later, like March or April of my junior year. Okay. So I committed, you know, five, six months after that. And wow. That's awesome. What did, um, think- yeah. What did, what was your, um, your unofficial visit like? I mean, were you able to go, um go to the school and stuff did you um able did they take you out to the golf course and stuff were they able to kind of um, get to know you more and stuff kind of how was that process yeah it was uh it was good I, I we went and met with coach Thurmond um you know we talked a little bit uh, at our now old facility it's not even there anymore it was at Carson oh okay I mean you know we spoke a little bit and I, I met a few of the teammates. Um, I met Blake Wagner. He's now one of my really good friends. Awesome. Uh, um, and yeah, so he took me over to Papago to see the plans because it was really now Papago has an amazing pro shop and restaurant area and okay. you know their facility. But when I went there, like the pro shop was a literal trailer. Oh wow! And he, you know, it's. <laughs> 
and they had that property, you know, set up and they, you know, hit the dirt digging for um, construction and for the facility. So mm-hmm. kind of showed me what it was going to look like. I, it was hard to imagine it, but I knew, um, you know, in the hands of Coach Thurman and yeah. Phil Nicholson and all the guys who helped design it, I knew it was going to be pretty cool. Yeah, it was going to be legit. That's for sure. That's so, awesome. Yeah, I came came in at the perfect time. It was uh, I only I wasn't we were at Carson for my first maybe half semester of my freshman year, and then we went over to Papco. And so I've pretty nice. much been there uh, all of my college years so far. Awesome. So, um, what comes along with being a golfer at Arizona State? Um, talk about the practice schedule, qualifying course you guys play, um, preparation you guys have, and then what kind of gear you guys get overall. Kind of talk about that a little bit. Let's see. There was a lot of things. Um, yeah, there was a lot of things right there, but I'm sure there's a list, a huge list you can talk about. So yeah, um, being an ASU golfer, um, it's a really special thing. Um, you know, for we have a highly competitive golf team, so mm-hmm. you know, it's you know just competing among the team itself is super competitive yeah Um, you know it's that's one thing I really looked for um in the recruiting process I I didn't necessarily want to be a big fish in a small pond right I kind of wanted to be challenged and you know yeah there's there's still no guarantee that I make that starting five line uh you know to go on the trip um so having that competitive edge and you know always staying ready you know to compete that's what that's what will ultimately make you a better player as well yeah and you know I knew that going in that that would kind of lead to some more competitive um, mindset you know for everything and uh so yeah qualifying works how you know we have kind of a big big qualifier in the beginning of the fall Mm -hmm. that uh pretty much will decide the five guys that go to the tournaments in the fall i mean oh okay there might be a change here and there and um we've tried different things it's kind of hard especially when you're busy and you're playing tournaments it's hard to you know go home re-qualify so Mm -hmm. you know it's hard to say like we don't have a super set qualifying okay like routine yeah um but i would say like mainly but before each season starts the fall and the spring we have a, like a pretty big qualifier at least like four or five rounds mm-hmm. um, and that kind of yeah. establishes your your lineup for the for the tournaments for that semester yeah at least okay. establishes kind of like the the base of it mm-hmm. i mean i think you know the coaches kind of know who's already going to go at least most of the time right um, yeah of course uh, but yeah okay nice nice and then and uh sorry what was another thing let's see um yeah just uh your guys's tournament schedule i know you guys are big d1 school arizona state is and uh talk about the kind of tournaments you guys are playing in and your uh competitors yeah so we do a great job with our tournament schedule um in the fall we usually so we my freshman sophomore year we stayed home for our first event we play the maui gym up in scottsdale yeah which is cool just to kind of start out uh, play a course that we're somewhat comfortable with and then uh, what our coaches do is they they have us play at least one tournament in the midwest in the fall oh okay um so in my freshman year uh, we played a tournament up 
and Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. Yeah, Aaron Hills. And then we played the Notre Dame tournaments my sophomore year. So it's kind of cool. You know, it's not the you know, it's not anything we're used to. It's usually really cold. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our coaches are fine with that because, you know, they know we're going to run into that later in our career. Exactly. So, yeah. Um, you know, we, we can't, it's not always going to be uh, rainbows and butterflies. So. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, so, and yeah. getting and seeing how your game also um, not only travels, but how good you can play in those conditions. And um, yeah, it's going to challenge you. That's for sure. And that's also what's going to make you a better player. So that's, that's a great idea on your coach's part to kind of for sure get yeah. that in there. Um, we, um, we get to play like, you know, we're lucky enough to go play Cabo and Hawaii in the spring, which is yeah. cool. Um, that's awesome. You know, and we usually play, it kind of changes a little bit more in spring, uh, depending on what our coaches want to do and travel. And I, I don't know, but uh, I, I've only had one full spring. My, yeah yeah so far my freshman year so it feels like i'm not even a junior but i am yeah <laughs> no kidding huh yeah, yeah. um a whole year off yeah exactly yeah and we'll get into that uh later and stuff um what uh i know you, do you guys have like workouts and stuff you guys do as well or yeah so we work out um uh, work out with uh spencer tatum okay He's a trainer yeah he does a great job with our team he trains mm-hmm. the men's and women's team awesome um you guys so, train yeah, together yeah. with the women's team as well or do you guys do separate we usually do it on the same days um but they are usually before or after us oh okay um, i see so what time is that usually about yeah it's nice we do uh like kind of later afternoon workouts instead oh, that's of early nice. morning that's so nice. we can we can practice all day or play all day and then we have workouts to kind of finish our day so we don't have to you know play after heal up and rest right um yeah so that's nice and we we try to do most of our workouts at the bird Uh, that's our facility okay and uh which is nice because we have our own little gym there and you know spencer comes down and you know he has his plan and we make it work at the bird because we you know we have a full weight rack and, and all the things that you need to get in a workout awesome and uh yeah talk about um talk about the bird a little bit and stuff your practice facilities i mean i know you said um you're just talking about you have a gym and everything there i mean what kind of practice facilities you guys have like you guys have a chipping area and your own driving range i mean kind of talk about that a little bit yeah so we have um a huge range tee a huge green grass tee and along with that um we hit out into several different small greens um you know surrounded by bunkers and stuff and mm-hmm. our coaches kind of made a like built-in fairway in the back of the range so when we you know, end up hitting drivers and three woods we have a fairway to kind of hit into with yeah. bunkers that are that are you know on the left and right of the fairway to that's awesome give you that feel of a on-course fairway and um we have a these wedge pads to the left kind of still on the range but on the left side of it to where we have three different mats or a series of mats that are three different yard, like five yards apart. Okay. Yeah. Where we, where we hit off of. Mm-hmm. And then there are eight actual pads that gradually get bigger. Oh, the far, okay. Farther away. Yeah. Yeah. 
So the first one's at forty yards from the front mat, mm-hmm. and then the and uh, that goes, and then every fifteen yards is the next. Got pad. it. Yeah. So that goes up to I think like a hundred and thirty. Oh wow! And then you can change those yardages by moving from the front mat to the middle mat to the back mat from Got the hitting it. mats. So yeah, I mean you're able to was, dial your wedges in. I mean to whatever distances you guys need to, huh? That was, uh, yeah, that was one of Phil Mickelson's main uh, designs there. He did a great job with that because uh, he's a big wedge guy. And, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, um, huge wedge guy. He wanted us wanted us to kind of build a reference, you know, on our yardages, which is a you know, great idea. Yeah, uh, of course. Stuff, it definitely helped my wedge game. And so, and the, the majority of our facility is uh, built with um, five different shipping greens and okay. one one big putting green um so you know that allows us to pretty much hit any shot we want to any green any pin for mm-hmm. it's just all about creativity um you know they made pretty much every green kind of fits a purpose um to whether you know it's a small green with a little lots of slope or a, you know a bigger green with you know, subtle, yeah. subtle slopes, um, you know, kind of you puts can, you in any kind of situation you could possibly be in. Yeah. And, you know, our, our coaches rules, you can hit anywhere to anywhere. So nice. you, know, you can, I can pick a spot on the back of the range to the farthest green and hit like a 150 yard nine iron. You know? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah you can you can kind of you know i can even go back into the range and hit to greens back at our facility and you know hit long iron so you can really there's no excuses out there you know you can it's all right for anything you want yeah it's just up to you to you know go to work and actually actually do it yeah exactly one more thing uh the kind of gear you guys get and you guys are in adidas school and stuff i know you guys get a lot of a lot of gear kind of talk about get overall from being a golfer there yeah, it's pretty cool. I was always an Adidas guy, especially in junior golf, and it's kind of cool going into an Adidas school because, you know, I was already kind of like the idea of Adidas. And, yeah, kind of translate uh, well with now you. It's, yeah, they just they treat us so well. Um, you know, I think ASU has a really good relationship with Adidas, and, you know, we have a pretty uh, big contract with them. So they take care of us. I couldn't be happier with uh with the stuff that we get i mean we obviously get a lot probably uh too much but (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah i mean you guys are dressed head to toe in adidas i mean you guys get everything basically i mean you guys probably get hats pullovers shirts and pants i mean you probably get everything huh oh yeah 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 you get you know golf pants golf shorts you know you get stuff to wear outside of golf you get you know sweatsuits and yeah workout gear golf gear there's got to be I'm, I'm sure like yeah i'm sure like your daily outfit even outside of golf or anything you got some arizona state on that's adidas huh yeah 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 it's too much to, that we get to not wear it yeah exactly yeah i mean and why wouldn't you we're going to take a quick break to get a word in from our sponsors moving on to the next question here uh how has your time as arizona state been um, I know you're in your junior year now, and it's crazy to think that you're in your junior year now, but um, kind of talk about how your freshman year went and how your sophomore year went. And um, yeah, kind of let's hear about that a little bit. Um, so yeah, my freshman year, um, I came in and actually, you know, started 
playing pretty well. Um, I finished in second in our qualifier. Um, nice. Just kind of cool. So I got right into the starting lineup. Yeah, it's um, a good. confidence builder. Yeah, and um, had a decent fall my freshman year, uh, a couple of top tens, and then I went into the spring and kind of played well in the first event, played pretty well in Hawaii, and then I kind of hit like a – I had two bad tournaments in a row. Mm. Um, so I played in as an individual in the next couple of tournaments after that. And in conference, um, I played well – really well my last round and my coach put me back in uh, for the regionals and NCAAs nice and I ended up finishing second at the NCAA regional we played in at Stanford awesome um so I I led my team you know to get through there and uh, yeah played decent at NCAAs but ended up getting a Pac-12 freshman of the year yeah um so that was really cool that's a big achievement Um, yeah, that was that was one of my main goals going into uh, my freshman year, and you know, being able to execute on that was um, pretty satisfying. Yeah. Um, sophomore year was good. I I won my first uh, tournament. Um, well, I would say second tournament. I won an individual tournament, but uh, yeah, I won my first actual college golf tournament at the Maui Gym up in Scottsdale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the first tournament of the year. So that was super cool. Yeah, my parents started off great. My girlfriend was there, so it was kind of cool having everyone. That's a very special moment. That's awesome. Never forget that. So yeah, I played ball um, during the fall, pretty consistent. Um, After that, I had another, I think, third place after that in the fall, and another top ten. And then the spring, I didn't play well my first event. Pepperdine it was probably my one of my worst events in college mm. uh, it happens just, it happens that's yeah, cool just didn't um just didn't have my stuff um and then I I came back pretty strong and uh finished 10th at Cabo and second at uh San Diego and nice back that's, in your hometown that's, San Diego that's when, ev- that's when everything got kiboshed yeah no kidding really. yeah um yeah before we get into that um I know as a freshman, your scoring average was 71.18 in 13 events, 40 rounds. Having mm-hmm. the lowest scoring average by a freshman at Arizona State and you're beating guys um, second in line is John Rom. I mean, what, I mean, yeah. what does that mean to you? I mean, that's got to be, you got to think about that a little bit. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. I, you know, it didn't. <laughs> maybe I just have high expectations for myself and, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, I feel like I could have played better. So, you know, I, even then, like I'm, I'm feeling like, oh man, I still could have been, you know, still could have done better. Right. Um, but yeah, that's, that's unbelievable. It's, it's cool that I'm at that level and, uh, you know, I'm on the right track. It looks like. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's freaking awesome. And, um, you know, when I, as a freshman, I didn't really hit it anywhere. I, I've put on about 25 pounds since the start of my, freshman year awesome uh, yeah that'll so I, I was a pretty small guy and didn't really you know have the power that i or at least some of the power i do now um mm-hmm. so i guess golf was uh, a little tougher for me yeah freshman year and especially at, you know you're playing longer courses and playing against dudes that um yeah you're playing against some yeah. serious golfers yeah 
so to do it um my own way i guess um yeah get it done get it done uh, by controlling my golf ball and you know plotting my way along just like i did my entire junior golf career was uh cool and it uh gave me confidence that i kind of belonged and yeah and i mean uh, you're playing you're playing your strengths and stuff i mean i think that's one that's one thing i think some people kind of get caught up in their they're so caught up in and everybody trying to, you know, just smash the ball and all this and that. But like, like you said, you plotted your way around the course in the best way you possibly could. And um, that's such a smart idea. And that's such awesome course management that you have. Um, your sophomore year, you finished with a scoring average of 70.38 and seven events, 21 rounds, 16 rounds of par or better, eight being in the sixties and you're named third, uh, 13 ping all American. Um, I mean, that's also gotta be another achievement. I mean, as you're, it seems like as you're progressing, um, your scoring average has gone a little lower. I know the season was cut short a little bit. Um, I like to talk about that moment, actually. Um, what At what moment and what time did you guys get the call saying, hey, your season's over, kind of, you know, it's kind of all over. What, what what were you guys at and how'd that go down? So, yeah, we were just finished up at San Diego. Um, we played at San Diego Country Club. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went home and we we're supposed to leave for Tucson like, I don't know, like six days later or something like that. Uh-huh. And it wasn't, we were on spring break, actually. That was the end of our spring break, right when okay. we got back from San Diego. Because the tournament right. ends on like a, ends on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. So, you know, I think it was two days after, like on a Thursday or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a text uh, from my girlfriend and she said hey um, we have a high school friend that plays water polo at SDSU and she's like yeah her season got canceled I'm like okay that's weird like, yeah because that was right when kind of uh, let's see it was the the NBA, someone got in the NBA right mm-hmm. and yeah. then like the NBA NBA got canceled and then right after that the MLB and then NHL and then, right you know, and then now it was college sports and I was like, okay, I mean, water polo, there's no way they cancel golf. Like it's not, it's not yeah. water polo. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're not that close contact with that many people. And literally I think like 30 minutes later, our coach texted us and said, Hey, um, at, at that point there was, they canceled everything up to pack 12s. Mm-hmm. So we had like four more tournaments left, I think, five, three, four, yeah, something like that. Uh-huh. So all those were canceled up until Pac-12. So like we we're thinking like, okay, how is how is that even gonna work? Yeah, you're yeah, everybody's wondering, got questions. I mean, what's gonna happen? So I'm at school just like, okay. Um <laughs> so I texted my coach and I was like, Hey, so do, is it okay if I go home? Like for the yeah. next few days since I st- I'm still on spring break. Yeah. Yeah. So I ended up going home and on my way home, everything got canceled. So it yeah. happened so fast. Um, yeah. And we were all in shock really. Um, you know, all the seniors at the point at the time were thinking that their college careers were over. Yeah. Seriously. Um, so it was really depressing. Um, you know, being not being able to play NCAA's at you know at, at home at Greyhawk. Um, yeah, no kidding. Especially with our three seniors that were all really good players, and uh, you know, fortunate to have two of those guys back. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's great that they were able to, um, you know, to give Angela that extra year. I know a couple guys I play at Sonoma State and a couple guys took it, um, took advantage of that as well. So that's great that they were able to give anybody back that extra year because it's just, they stripped it away. And so that's nice that you, that they were able to do that. Um, what, uh, so I know we're going into the spring and stuff, um, in your junior and stuff, have you guys played at all in your, in the spring semester or are you guys going to be playing at all? Not as a, oh, at, and during the spring? Yeah, during the spring, yeah. Yeah, we have a pretty busy schedule, actually. Yeah, since we, we didn't play at all in the fall as a team, we added, mm-hmm. I think, like two or three tournaments to our all, already busy spring. So it's going to be even busier. We're probably going to average a tournament every week and a half. Wow. Um, which is nuts. And mm-hmm. um, you guys be traveling a lot, but that'll be fun though. But it'll be good um, to get back into it. You know, it's been a while, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah you guys all got to be looking forward and get, getting ready to get after it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so that's that's really nice that you guys are having a spring schedule. I mean, I play for Division Two schedule or for Division Division Two school, and um, they've canceled our conference and everything. So. Um, mm-hmm. it being my senior year and I'm going to graduate in the summer, it kind of blows, but it is what it is. Um, so kind of going on to the next question and stuff, um, what are some of your goals for your remainder, um, time at Arizona state? And, um, yeah, kind of talk about your goals a little bit. Um, yeah, so I wish I could say I have like set goals, but for me, I, I really, I have like kind of internal goals that I'm always looking forward to. And once by the time I'm, I hit those goals, like I'm already looking forward at something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, you know, obviously I want to be a three-time All-American. I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's, I mean, there's obviously a good amount of good players that came in at ASU, but three-time All-American um, would be really, really cool and kind of, leave a good mark at ASU and yeah that'd be something uh, awesome to hang your hat on but yeah I, you know obviously win an NCAA championship with our team um you know, that's every college golfer's dream oh of course yeah um, having that be, moment yeah be, be on that stage and especially uh, in our backyard mm-hmm. at Greyhawk uh the next two years um so that'll be so that'll be special uh if we could uh, put ourselves in that position yeah um, of course yeah, I really, I just want to leave a legacy at ASU and, uh, you know, set a set a good example for the guys coming in behind me. Yeah. Um, be a good leader and, uh, you know, do the, do the best I can to uh, leave the ASU program better than I found it. Yeah, I mean, just from your time being there in this short amount of time, um, you've done some pretty awesome things so far. So congratulations on that. And, um, you know, I'll be following you anywhere you go and everything. Um, I'm really interested in that kind of stuff. Um, so out of all the resources and stuff that comes along with being a golfer, Arizona state, what's your favorite or most interesting thing you've experienced or what are you looking forward to? Man, I'm just looking forward to get, get back with my boys. Yeah. Get back to um, playing yeah. and traveling, uh, traveling with the, with your team is probably the most fun thing ever. Yeah, it really um, is. It really is. Yeah. It's, uh, so much fun. Um, and our, our coaches are really good about, you know, keeping it fun off the golf course. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's all business once we uh, tee it up, but 
you know, it's, it's can't always be business. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, you know, gotta have a good too. time. It's just, it, that'll drain you. Um, I know you said you're looking forward to traveling with, you know, with the boys and stuff and playing golf with them and stuff. So, um, I mean, yeah, that's gotta be, that's gotta be something you're really looking forward to for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we'll move on to the next one here. Um, a tournament that you've played in and something that's got to be, I mean, even more special than U.S. Junior Am that you played in. But um, what was it like playing in the U.S. Amateur at Bandon Dunes? Um, I know that course is such a well-known golf course. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of – if you're a golfer, you know that that's a big trip to go on and stuff. So what was it like playing in the U.S. Amateur at uh, Bandon Dunes? It was really cool. Um, you know, it's definitely a different type of U.S. Amateur. Um, they don't have it – always have it, you know, link-style course, obviously. Right. Um so yeah, that was a different experience. Um, you know, I had success in the past playing that link style course. I played well at the overseas at the British Amateur mm-hmm. uh, the previous summer, and um, so I kind of felt comfortable um, on a course like that. You know, I don't really love like shaping shots and stuff, but I, I really think like those courses can't really be overthinked. Mm-hmm. you know it's still a golf course you don't really need to change the way you play it. you know you still right. need to hit the shots and it's really just you know picking the right spots to leave your ball mm-hmm. um, so you know course management and the way you you know you, uh, if you can outsmart the golf course um you know it, it serves you well and I, I played terrible my first round um I shot eight over mm-hmm. um it was terrible terrible win super windy yeah um, never, tough I've never you know no excuse to shoot eight over but you know <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i mean that it the window would definitely get you it was a brutal day um, yeah I bet. you know and that point i'm thinking you know i don't even know what place i was in like 100 something mm-hmm. you know 100, 120 years i don't even know yeah but, you know all i could really do is you know tee it up the next day and see what happened and kind of had a number in my head um you know i knew i, I played the practice round well at, on the dunes course mm-hmm. uh, it's all right eight over was on the uh, trails um, but i played the practice round well on dunes and you know for the first time seeing it i felt really comfortable with the course and um i made eagle and i turned at four under um mm-hmm. So I was like, you know, I mean, if I, if I can get something going here, I can you know, give it a run. And yeah, I end up bogeying 11 and 12. So I'm thinking like, oh, great. You know, um, you know I might've just ended it there, but um, I went to see, is it uh, 13, sorry, par five. So I ended mm-hmm. up making, I hit it to like six feet there and made it evil. So nice. I was back back in it and get some momentum um, going yep and ended up making birdie on um let's see i made birdie on 16 and 18 or something let's see i don't know i ended yeah. up shooting six under yeah that's you six. had a good good round to back up the over yeah so shot 66 65 i forget um that got me into a three for 18 playoff mm-hmm. so I'd, i had to wake up the next morning um, pretty early and they sent us off in I think like four different groups and uh, I ended up making the first birdie I was on the second group I think so played the hole perfectly um, mm-hmm. 
you know, hit a drive down there to like 60 yards and the only spot where I could actually see the green. Perfect. Um, so that helped a lot, especially in that pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had like a little 60 yard wedge shot and super tough pin placement. So I put it like 10 feet right of the hole and clutched made up, made the putt. And nice. uh, I was playing, uh, I was playing the number two seed later that uh, afternoon. Nice. Nice. Um, once again, I mean, like you said, you play in the U S um, we talked about you playing the U S junior am U S ham is just as big of an event, if not bigger. Um, you got all the USGA, everything going on around you. Um, I mean, how'd you feel kind of playing? I know you had your experience at U S junior am did that kind of translate well over into playing the U S ham? Did you feel like you had been in that, um, in those moments beforehand? I mean, can I talk about the, talk about your feelings a little bit while you were there? Yeah, I mean, once uh, once you get into match play, I was just relying off my match play experience. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty good match play player. I've had a lot of, you know, I've had, played in a lot of tournaments where I've done really well in match play. You know, California amateur, U.S. junior yeah. amateur, the British amateur. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt I feel really comfortable in match play for some reason. Um, like I said, like kind of outsmart the golf course, just kind of keeping. Yeah. Keeping everything in front of you one hole at a time. And and also having, you know. and also just having that mindset that it's match play. Um, I mean, you know, you go into stroke play and uh, some golfers can be so worried about, oh, you know, if you make a, say you make a double and you got to get those two strokes back and everything you kind of put in, you know, you're putting the pedal down, but match play, you make a double or you make a bogey or something. It's just one hole. You can forget about it, move on to the next hole. So um, I'm sure you're from your experiences, your mindset and the way you, um, went around the golf course and everything. I mean, everything was just working in your favors there. I mean, that's, that's kind of, mm-hmm. would you say you're more, you enjoy playing match play more than you would stroke play or? I think they're both really fun. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, I, like I said, for some reason, I, you know, I have a, a lot of success in match play. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a good uh, pass in match play. So, Whenever I get the opportunity, because you know you're not going to have the opportunity as much when you play pro right. golf. Um, so yeah, as an amateur, when you get the opportunity to play match play, it's uh, something you got to enjoy and embrace, because and, yeah. you're not going to get that opportunity, you know, much much more later. Exactly uh, down the down the road. So right, so, yeah, um, I like them both, but yeah, match play is unique and you know adds a lot of different things too. Yeah. But, Oh yeah. Totally different strategy way to go about your round. And I mean, yeah, like I said, you're, you can have a bad hole and not have to worry about it as much, but, um, kind of switching gears a little bit. Uh, when did you start talking or when did you start working with your swing coach, uh, Adam Porzak, how'd you get in contact with him and how's that relationship been with him? Uh, it's been awesome. Yeah, me and Adam are super tight. Um, we make a great team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I met him, um, let's see, I started going to him, I think, like my sophomore year of high school. Okay. So about five years now. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah, it's and a while. It's, yeah, it's really has been. Um, but yeah, there's, you know, a handful of good coaches in San Diego. And, you know, there was a couple guys that were starting to play really well after they started going to Adam. Mm-hmm. Um, and my mom actually reached out to Adam and said, you know, I got twin boys and, you know, they're looking to, you know, kind of get the next the next jump on their golf game yeah of um, course because you know my dad was always a kind of our coach I guess you would say 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he did a great job with us up to a certain point. And he still helps us out a lot. Um, but I think it was time to kind of get a little more serious and get someone who you know, did it for a living to, right. to really look. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's really no one more passionate about what they do than Adam. Um, you know, he's probably one of the most positive and uh, enthusiastic people I, I know. Um, so, you know, having that constant positivity and um, enthusiasm, um, it's, uh, you know, you, it makes you want to be around it. And, you know, when you have someone like that helping you out, and it's a huge reason why, you know, where your golf game, you know, is, is, uh, is special. Right. Yeah. And um, kind of, kind of what you were saying um your mom had said that you yeah you and your brother wanted to kind of go to that next level um what what has he improved your game and what i mean just what's the best thing he's done with your swing and what's been able to get you to that next level Uh, i mean we've kind of just put my swing in a spot to where it's i mean my to where my game can travel anywhere Mm -hmm. um you know it's uh, I've kind of embraced like the the main fundamentals that he preaches. Okay. Um, you know whether it be setup and you know downswing, takeaway, all that. Um, so yeah, we, we we can get as technical as possible, which we we don't really. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, setting setting the right checkpoints and check marks to make you know to allow my game to be free on a golf course. Yeah, um, it's it's huge, and he's done a great job with that. Yeah, I mean that's that's and it's so nice because you worked you started working with him. Um, you were saying in your sophomore year of high school, and mm-hmm. um, he's been able to see your game kind of go through the steps of high school golf, and then kind of your junior golf and your success there, and then now your college um, your college experiences. And it's nice to see your game evolve with one coach and stuff. I know you said your dad. Um, had been with you as well, but it's nice to be with um, Adam for that long. Uh, The last question here, um, I'd like to just ask you, what does your future look like after college? I mean, what what are your plans and uh, what what, what do you want to do? Obviously, turn professional, Mm -hmm. um, you know, hopefully, um, you know, I can keep playing well through college and give myself some opportunities coming out of college. you know, whether it be exemptions or you know whatnot mm-hmm. um you know but now there's the pj tour university yeah for all yeah it's huge so it's huge obviously um so yeah hopefully i'm in the mix for that but really uh we'll see when i graduate um uh, you know everyone will be at kind of a different level you know they'll, they'll there's going to be the top caliber guys coming out of college hopefully i'm amongst those guys and yeah you know you, you get the, the cool opportunities to start your career off in the right way you yeah know, take it you know one day at a time and you know if you if you get an opportunity play well and see what happens really um i'll probably end up probably end up being out in arizona mm-hmm. um, not not for sure um but you know california is pretty pricey and yeah uh, yeah especially if you want to be a golfer you don't want you know all your money yeah. being taken away <laughs> exactly i mean yeah i've just a couple guys that i've talked to and I got on my team. I mean, if you turn pro kind of Arizona is the way to go. Cause there's so much golf there. And um, yeah, like you said, it's, it's not as expensive as California as well. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, and, I mean, uh, I mean, later in life, if I were uh, able to afford it, I'd probably come back here. Um, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, I do miss it 
um, you know, when I'm gone for a long period of time. Yeah, of course. So, uh, I do love the amenities of San Diego. You know, I'm, I'm an outdoors guy and I, I love uh, doing things outside and being active. So, you know, outside of golf, this is the spot, but you know, right yeah. now my, uh, my main focus is golf and seeing where that can take me. Yeah, exactly. You got to do what you got to do. Um, so we just got a couple of last questions here for fun. Um, what's the nicest golf course you've ever, or you've ever played in the schedule you guys play at Arizona state? The nicest course. I mean, Isleworth is pure. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I mean that's probably the condition wise, like one of the nicest places we play. And yeah, I would say Isleworth. Isleworth. All right. Last one here is uh, who has inspired you to be the golfer slash person you are today? Um, I would say my dad and um, obviously Adam too, a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, my dad, he, you know, he's, you know, he's preached, um, you know, being a good sport and, you know, this is a, this is a gentleman's game. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> he always used to say, uh, I mean, I can't say it here, but you know, no, no wussies on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, you know, being, being able to stay mentally strong and, uh, you know, he's helped me a lot with that and being, being a mature, uh, young man, I haven't always been mature, especially on the golf course, but, uh, <laughs> having, having him, having him in my ear has definitely helped, uh, uh-huh. you know, I'm in, in a good spot and uh, yeah, so I give a lot of credit to him. Awesome. Sweet, sweet. That'll wrap up this episode for Scrambling with Dylan Otto with Cameron Sisk. Cameron, thank you so much for coming on again. Like I said, I'll be following you wherever you go and you guys' season in the spring and stuff. So good luck in the spring, man, and uh, we'll see ya. Appreciate it, Dylan. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this week's episode of Scrambling with Dylan Otto. Just want to let you guys know I create an Instagram for the podcast called Scrambling Podcast. You can head over there, follow for updates on the episodes, as well as material that I'll be talking about in the episodes like videos or photos. So you can check them out there and get a little more insight on the episodes. Thanks again for listening and have a good one.